What is up? Hello there. My name is Jessica Patching Bunch. You can call me JPB. And this is Brain Body Resilience. This is a podcast dedicated to growth, human development, and stressing a little bit less so you can go ahead and live a little bit more. Hello and a good day to you. Thank you for joining me on this 98th episode of Brain Body Resilience. I am your host, JPB. Today's episode was inspired by the week of deep cleaning that I have done in my home. And I have heard previously that your external environment is a representation of your internal environment, which um, I think I will do a whole episode on that because it's, it's there's so many layers of which parts of your external environment and how that shows up and all of these things. And so um, specifically, we're talking about kind of your home and your your maybe car space and cleanliness and such for today's episode. So there's this whole psychology of space, which to be honest, I don't know that much about. But the idea is that your home, your car, your space are all a reflection of how you view yourself or reflect how you are currently experiencing life, which makes sense. If we think about when I am feeling just like overwhelmed and um, exhausted, I probably things are probably not as tidy. If I feel a little bit of chaos in my internal environment, I know maybe I'll leave clothes unfolded for a little bit. I'm flailing my arms around and just hit the microphone. So that's what that noise was. But anyways, uh, so that makes sense to me. And it is just human nature to shape our surroundings to fit our perspective, our ideas, us. And like most things human, there are things that we do that we may not be consciously aware of or do with intention that communicate a little bit about our internal state and our space, our area, and what that looks like and how, you know, what that is, is one of those things. I think that I first heard this kind of idea about this, the space, I'm pretty sure actually, uh, in grade school. And it was about, I had a teacher that said, you know, your desk is a reflection of, I think it was a reflection of what your life was like, or what your home was like. And we still had those desks that, you know, the top flipped up. I mean, some of you may not know, but we had desks that the top flipped up and all of your stuff went inside. And mine was a disaster. It was a hot mess. And I did not want my desk to have any representation of my life at home. My life outside of my desk was also a hot mess. Um, but you know, in, in this realization that my desk was a representation of other things, I did not learn to, you know, pay attention to my inner environment because I didn't know what that meant. I didn't have the resources and, um, generally just acknowledging feelings or well, anything hard or unpleasant that existed was not something that I was exposed to in my developmental years. And so, I just knew that my desk at school, I did not want to look like my home at home. And so this was, uh, what, what this did teach me was that I needed to tightly control the appearance of my surroundings. 
and maybe reinforcing the idea that everything needed to just look okay to pretend that everything was fine. If you can't see it, it doesn't exist, right? Except no, not at all. This was in fact wrong. There are lots of things all the time that we can't see all around us and inside of us that still do in fact exist. Anyways, um, bringing it back. So this meant that for a long time, the state of my home was a source of stress for me, how clean it was. And not because I was dirty or I didn't like to clean, but because everything needed to be exactly in the right place and stay in that space. Um, down to just the position of the remote on my coffee table. Um, And if something was moved, I knew it immediately. I lived alone for a long time and I liked it to look like no one lived there. And now I realize that no one actually did live in that space. Um, There's a lot of story there, but uh, I existed in that space. And mostly I like worked a bunch of jobs and went to school and I slept there. So I didn't really live there. So that's what it looked like. So I was trying so hard to control my living space for a few reasons. Number one, I grew up in a hoarder's home. There were trails, literal trails through my house and boxes stacked taller than I was. And I never wanted anyone to associate me with this or think that just because that is how I grew up, that I was also like that, that I kept my home in that way. And number two, I felt like if my home was clean, if I lived in a properly taken care of home, that meant that I was right. Like that I was just okay as a person that just like as a human. And I wasn't all of the things that I was afraid of being a failure, a product of my environment, which we cannot escape. It's a human thing. Um, that I was not just kind of worthless or unlovable, whatever else I had in my head at that time. And number three, that my external environment was a representation, representation of my internal environment, right? So as I represented something organized and without mess that was under control, in reality, I was all kinds of a mess inside and obsessing about the angle of the remote wasn't helping me acknowledge it. I fixated on these things outside of myself that I could manage and control very tightly. And I held on a little too tight and became um, obsessive about the smallest little things that did not matter at all, but it was something that I could control. I still hadn't learned that whole awareness of my internal state thing and how to participate in my own healing and my health at that point. And so while this is no longer my current experience, I do still like a clean space free of clutter. And I recognize this is very likely a product of my growing up years. Um, also, you know, when we feel good in the space we're in, whatever that is to us individually, it facilitates, um, a lot of other things, mental clarity, positive energy around us and room for creativity and reflection. So bringing this back all around, uh, bringing this all back around, we have been doing some extra cleaning in our home right now. Uh, the baseboards and dusting all the things and cleaning the fans and the walls and the corners and all the pieces that 
you know, don't get the daily or weekly cleaning, like laundry and dishes and bathrooms. And so these little pieces, these little nooks and crannies, they get unnoticed until what seems like all of a sudden, it's like, why is this so grimy? I clean all the time. But I have to stop and think, when was the last time I cleaned that particular thing? And, you know, like I said, it's not daily or weekly, so it goes unnoticed. And so, while this is incredibly interesting, and now you know about my um, cleaning habits as of lately, I am going to tie this into how I see this relating to our nervous system hygiene. We all do something to care for ourselves daily, right? Even with all of the things that we could or should be doing or doing better or doing differently, whatever, we're all doing something daily, whether we know it or not. We are eating to fuel our body, regardless of what that looks like. We are eating something. We're sleeping. Even if it's not great, if it should be more or whatever, we are sleeping so we can rest and recharge. These are care that we are giving ourselves. Good job. Helpfully, we're drinking a little bit of water here and there. Showering, brushing our teeth. These are the basics, right? Maybe you are even doing a workout and adding in some fruits and veggies to your meals. Great. Also, good job. Always celebrate all the wins, no matter how big, no matter how small. But how often, my question is today, are we looking in those corners and crevices? How often are we intentionally caring for our nervous system? And so I want you to think, how often are you intentionally moving a little bit slower and with intention and awareness? How often are you intentionally sitting in silence to give your nervous system, all of your sensory systems, a little bit of time to catch up to everything they've been processing and then take a little bit of a break? How often are you intentionally acknowledging and allowing your feelings to just exist without trying to change them or push them away or whatever else we do just to exist? How often are you allowing yourself to just exist or doing what is, you know, just one thing at a time and paying all of your attention to that one thing instead of eating breakfast and scrolling, watching TV and scrolling, walking and looking at your phone, whatever else we do. How many times are you intentionally placing all of your attention and focus on just one thing at a time? Your nervous system likes that. How often are you walking in some kind of nature space and breathing with intention, paying attention to what is running through your thoughts and beliefs, most likely unchecked, because we all have some of that, which is why we have to pay attention. How often are you intentionally consuming with awareness And that is all of the things that you consume, food, drinks, movie, music, TV, books, social spaces, all of it. What about practicing gratitude with intention? How often are you prioritizing social support time or joy? These are all things that don't take a lot of time and are crucial to how safe your nervous system feels, how your stress response responds, and how you feel going through your days, how you experience this life. These are also all things that we don't pay a lot of attention to because life is busy and there's always something more important bidding for your time, except that there is nothing more important to spend your time on than your health and well-being because 
That, my friend, is what keeps you here living in this life. And once we're dead, none of it matters. So, you know, I want to acknowledge, I know that my priorities are different. We all have different priorities based on, you know, so many things, our resources, what we currently um, have as in the way of goals, what we value. All, All of these things contribute to what our priorities are. But I think specifically about anyone with kids, I think about parents. I don't have tiny humans to keep alive and tend to in my day that consume all of my energy and attention. My time is not your time. So I'm not here to tell you like, we've all got the same amount of time or any kind of shit like that. What I am here to say today is that we have to pay attention to the small things, the things that seem like they can wait, like they don't matter, that we can just push off until whenever it never actually happens. And then it builds up because you have stress every day. This means you have to tend to it each day. You don't have to do all the things, but something. And what works each day is going to be a little bit different depending on what type of stress, how long it's been, all of these things. There's a lot of layers. Again, um, you can refer back to the stress mini series I did earlier in this year for a little bit more information on nervous system hygiene and the stress response, um, which I think will be useful if you haven't heard those. So we have stress every day. We have to deal with it every day. There's always going to be more. And so whatever it is that we can do now today is great. Do that. It's just like the dust in my home that I keep dusting and more of it just shows up. So then I keep dusting and then I don't wake up one day and look around at my grimy apartment and wonder how that happened, even though it's never really grimy. Um, I am dramatic. But you know, it's not, it's not just building up. And then I'm wondering like, how did it get like this? It's because I ignored it. And that's what happens with our health, our physical health, our mental health. We know that those are not actually separate things. So these little things that we don't think we have to pay attention to that are so simple. And so we brush them off. These are the things that we need to be paying more attention to. And so this week, I challenge you to look into the crevices and understand that It might be a little bit uncomfortable if you're not used to looking there. You might need some help to explore some new practices. I think people are often really um, maybe surprised or maybe not, but I feel like I I know that I was surprised at finding out how uncomfortable just sitting in silence was for me. And a lot of the time when we have a nervous system that has adapted to chronic stress states and high activation sympathetic states for a prolonged period, not having that distraction, not having that activation, not having that stimulation is incredibly uncomfortable and it feels unsafe. And so you might need some help to explore some new practices. Find just one thing that you could pay a little more attention to in your nervous system hygiene practice this week. And then let me know how that goes. Reach out if you, you know, need some guidance. I do have my uh, nervous system hygiene practice builder. What are they? I don't know. I should know the name of these nervous system hygiene builder sessions that are a month long. You can find that in the link um, in the show notes. But you know, even if it's not me, even if it's lean on a friend for discomfort, see your therapist, whatever it is, if you need that help, get it. And then let me know how it goes. I'm always so grateful to know what resonates with you and to hear from you. 
to know who's listening to me talk to myself in my office here. Thank you endlessly for being here and sharing your time and attention with me. I know that you could be doing anything else, literally anything else, and you choose to be here, and I do not take that for granted. If you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and share it with a friend so that they might also enjoy it. That is it for today. I am wishing you a beautiful day today, and until next week, I am out of here.